Oh shit, here we go again. On the road to glory, chasing that national championship. Got some national championship dreams still alive here uh, for my brother Steph, co-host. I am Sean. Um, we're back, man. We're back with the week 12. Damn, week 12 preview already. Then there's only like 14 weeks, right? Or 15 weeks in college? Cause I think there's technically 15 because of Army 15? Navy. But okay. For regular weeks, is 14. 14, yeah. So we're final three games of the year. Um, final opportunities for some team, uh, some fans to watch their teams. Um, final opportunity for some teams to make a push for their conference championship or for a bowl game or potentially a playoff spot. And we'll talk all about that. But first, Steph, what's up, bro? How you doing today? What's the vibes? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Um you know, speaking of natties, a lot of teams that may think they have a natty actually don't have a natty because, once again, I have to tell you, if your team did not play in a championship game, you did not win a championship. <laughs> so, I know that may come as a surprise to some people, but that's just how it works in life, right? Like, in any sport that you play, to win that sports version of a championship, you play for the championship, Correct. Correct. So why do we act like it's different in college football? Nobody is ever talking about how they won a Super Bowl when they didn't actually play in the Super Bowl. Well, college football, you know, college football is a conundrum. College football is also the only sport where the head coach can't be fired because he has a $100 million buyout. Like, where else do they do that? So, you know, it's like college football is just strange. But I hear you. Yeah. I, and I agree with that statement. If you don't, if you didn't play in the game, you're not a champion. I'm looking directly at you, UCF, and I'm. There's a whole bunch of you guys back in the '60s and '50s oh, and yeah. '40s. Michigan, Notre Dame. Let's. I mean, let's rattle off some yeah. names, man. I wasn't of, alive back of, then, so I'm gonna let them duke it out with, with whatever. Nebraska. But <laughs> I'm not gonna let UCF, while I was alive, claim that. Like not on my watch, at least. Well, Maybe. I mean, I mean, all these teams from back then are basically doing the same thing UCF did. <laughs> no, I hear you. I'm okay, just you saying I wasn't season. there. You can't just claim a national title. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy, bro. Like, they're crazy, bro. They're crazy. At least what, with multiple publications voting on one, it kind of gives it a little bit of merit. It's still no, not it's a real not, true national. Merit. But I would, no, I would still – no, I'm taking that over me just – anybody just saying because I went undefeated on the natty – champion like no i don't think i don't think there's any merit in some newspaper saying that you're a champion since when do we care about what they say i mean back then if it's multiple newspapers not one newspaper i'm saying if it's the majority of newspapers of espn bleacher report fox sports cbs sports if they all come out and say alabama's the national champion alabama's not the national champion but consensus of the media that's there's a little bit more merit to that majority newspapers than anybody just claiming that but I no mean, merit because it's not a freaking democracy you play the game and you win the game hey if you didn't play the game then totally you didn't win the that. game 
I totally respect that. Now, I watched my voting, team win it, win it for, twice. So I'm cool. Now for, for voting for elected leaders, okay, that's a totally different thing than majority, <laughs> majority rules of, in that case. <laughs> hey, if that's the, true. If if there's a fight for the elected leaders, if there's a war, there's no votes on on who won a war. You go out and win the war. So uh, in a boxing match, I can go to decision, and you can kind of. Uh, assimilate uh, a football game into a fight. So that's true. But in the boxing match, that's, um, can, that's semantics. Can, that's semantics. Well, you can still knock point. somebody out in the boxing. Yeah, match, that's so. true. You could put them down. So that's a good point. But um, enough with the BS. We just rambling at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> is right though. So don't be out here. If you get caught claiming false national championships, we will make an embarrassment out of you. Yeah, that, so. that that doesn't fly over here. So some of y'all some of y'all lucky. Uh like Florida, Florida Gators. I think Tennessee won the first BCS, correct? I, um, I couldn't even tell you to be honest. But probably. Sounds like that's like a true stat. That's something that Tennessee nerds would hang on to. But well, you gotta give them credit for that. But <laughs> but yeah, um definitely but I do, I do have a new clown of the week, though. I do have a new clown. Yeah, of the Tennessee week. was the first one, by the way. You were right over Florida State. Yep, it was right after Peyton Manning left, if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, definitely new clown of the week, and this clown of the week goes out to the NCAA. I don't know if you heard, but JMU's waiver to play in the postseason was denied. That also goes for Jacksonville State, who also has a record of 7-3. And, three. and, and Tartan, this, Tartan State or something like What are they called? There's one more team. Tarleton State. Tarleton State, yeah. They won They won <laughs> six games as well. Um, after, I, don't, I don't remember their record, but, you know, these are teams that definitely deserve to play in a bowl game. And in JMU's case, they're 10-0. They're undefeated. They would be in first place in the Sun Belt. So they should be able to play for their conference championship and, of course, go to a bowl game. But for some reason, these stupid rules exist. And, look, we, we're smarter than this. We should know when we can make a change. And and just because something is a rule doesn't mean that we have to, to follow it when the circumstances clearly show that it's not helping anything. So, listen – I think everybody wants JMU to play in a bowl game. So can we do the right thing and just let them play in a bowl game? And honestly, I feel like the Sun Belt should just let them play in the conference championship regardless. Like, why Why are we looking to the NCAA to tell us what to do? Yeah, I, don't I, even... I agree. I think maybe in the Sun Belt's case, they're, they're a smaller conference, so maybe they're a little bit scared. Maybe the NCAA has more leverage over them, but – you're right. In the most in the most cases, the NCAA should die soon. Like the conferences should just kind of become their own entities and schedule games against each other and just create their own championship. Because yeah, I think we're close. I, I mean, I, in, I, I'd, I'd agree. In 2020, showed that with the SEC saying we're going to play football regardless of what's going on. Yeah, so, right. I think I think we're pretty close and. I'm just waiting for our sport to break away from the NCAA because it's time and time again where they can't do the simplest things. They can never do the right thing. And you have a team that's undefeated and has a chance to go 12-0 and and they can't even play for their conference championship. That's just ridiculous. So to me, that whole conference championship is 
invalid because your best team isn't even in the championship game. Yeah, it's just JMU deserves it. Like they're obviously the best team in that conference. Maybe not obviously, but they're ten and zero undefeated, and I I do believe they'd probably win the game. Even if how long is the ban for? How long is their postseason ban? This might be the last year. It's only one year. Okay. And, well, I think it was, I, I think it's two years, but they were I think they were in the FBS last year. Yeah, I totally agree with the whole Sun Belt point. I think they should at least minimum be able to play in their conference championship game. If you want to say they can't go play in the playoffs, can't go play in a New Year's Six Bowl, yada yada, in a bowl in general, I mean that's still stupid, but whatever. It's still dumb. But at least give them, like you said, their, uh, an opportunity to win their conference championship that they deserve. Like the kids that play on that team don't control what the school and the administrations do. That they didn't say the kids didn't choose to move conferences and they didn't want this ban. Now you're taking the opportunity away for these kids to have an experience like a bowl game. And they're at JMU, by the way. So like this is a an up and coming was formerly FCS. Like obviously we all know how good JMU is now and eventually will continue to be, but this is an opportunity that a lot of kids that were playing at that level probably didn't have before. So exactly to take that away from them is kind of fucked up, especially when it has nothing to do with them. It has to do with all the people in the suits with billions of dollars that work for the UAA or the NCAA. So it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It sucks. It sucks. So hopefully, hopefully you're right. Hopefully it is only one year. I'll look up. I'll look up. I'll look that up um, to confirm, but yeah, justice for JMU and co, because it's not just JMU. It's all those guys from Tarleton state um, and from the other school that you had mentioned. I think Youngstown too, but Youngstown Youngstown. has a bad, has a bad record. So then they wouldn't be playing in a bowl anywhere. Yeah. It just sucks, man, because a lot of those kids are not going to go play in the NFL, right? This is is where it ends for a lot of them. So, Right. I mean, life isn't fair. So sometimes you just got to deal with what it is. But hey, let's talk a little bit about some football, though. Um, Let's go over these college football playoff rankings. The updated uh, release was just dropped. What, Tuesday? Yep. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the show, um, but I do have the rankings here in front of me. a lot of the same, um, but uh, Georgia is at one now. Um, I believe that is new, right? They weren't, they weren't one last week, were they? No, it was Ohio uh, State at 10. first. It was Ohio State. I have it right here. Yep. So Georgia has reclaimed number one after that win over um, – oops, I just closed it. Missouri last week. Um, Ohio State's at two. Michigan's at three. And Florida State's at four. Uh, around you got your top four, and then – Right there on the bubble looking in is Washington and Oregon at five and six. We got Texas and Bama looking on the outside in at seven and eight. And then Missouri and Louisville round out the top 10. Um, just a quick reaction to that top 10, uh, really the top four um, of these new week 11 rankings. Yeah, it's pretty much the same flipping Georgia and Ohio State. How do you feel um, about that? I think that's the biggest contention point. To talk about right now. Yeah, I think Georgia is a clear number one. 
if you blend the eye test and the uh, the resume at this point. All right. We've been saying um, that for a few weeks. Yeah. So that doesn't really surprise me, and I agree with it. But, um, well, the good thing is it's all going to work itself out. Michigan and Ohio State have to play. Florida State still has some tough games to go. And most likely Oregon and Washington will play for the Pac-12 title. So Right, and a shot in the playoffs. Exactly, and Alabama is most likely going to play Georgia in the SEC title game. So, right. As long as the teams take care of business, then they will get a spot in the playoffs. You don't want to lose a game and then leave it up to other people. So I have a question. Um, this might be a dumb question, but Louisville has no chance, even if they win the ACC championship. Right now they're I, ten, so they're they got some make they got some ground to make up. I think they, they have, have a chance. I I would think maybe they have an outside shot. They would need like they would need help, but a one yeah. power five champion always has a chance. Yeah, and they would have been an undefeated Florida State. So yep. they would have a chance. Missouri, they have two losses. They're sitting at nine. I do think they're this good, but they're eliminated pretty much with they two losses. They're they not even playing in the SEC championship. Yeah, they're done. Um, you mentioned Alabama. You didn't mention Texas. Texas is nine and one right now. They're sitting at seven. They're in a tough spot, man. The, the Big Twelve has kind of lost some of its um, luster. Uh, some of the teams took a couple of losses. Oklahoma lost twice. Oklahoma State just got blown out by UCF. Yeah. So now they're they're chancing another big resume win um, in the Big Twelve championship game. Isn't really going to be there. I mean. Those teams are still fine teams. I think they're good teams, but it's not going to be the Washington-Oregon level win or the Alabama-Georgia or Ohio State-Michigan level win, even the Florida State-Louisville level. So Texas is kind of in a weird spot right now. They do have that win over Bama, and if Bama does wind up winning the SEC, I think that helps Texas, but they might need some help too. Well, I think the biggest argument is going to be if if Texas – Alabama and Oregon all finished one loss with a conference title win. Um, honestly, I think Bama would get in. The SEC champion with one loss is not getting left out of the playoffs. And I think the argument would go to Texas and Oregon. Texas has the big win against Bama. Oregon would have avenged their one loss, beating an undefeated Washington in that scenario. So that would be the, the biggest argument. So I don't even – know who it would go to in that in that scenario. I, I hope it will go to us Ducks. Hopefully I mean, they recognize the Pac twelve is better than the Big Twelve and that we have we beat every team that we played, but you never know. Based on their rankings, I mean Oregon has been ranked ahead of Texas in every iteration of the college football playoff poll. There's only been three. But yeah, they've been ahead of Texas the whole time. So I'm assuming the committee would give you guys a slight Nod here. Yeah. Um, let's just go over the last 15 teams really quickly. Oregon State up at 11. What a, what a season from those guys, man. And DJU, shout out. What a bounce back. Um, a lot of slander over there at Clemson. Um, he left, went back to the West Coast, and really found a nice home over at Oregon State. And uh, they've really been thriving. So salute. Uh, Penn State at 12, Ole Miss at 13, Oklahoma at 14, LSU at 15. Somehow, Iowa's at 16. 
uh, Arizona, 17. Salute. Jed Fisher, former Florida Gator. Um, 18, Tennessee. 19, Notre Dame. 20, North Carolina. 21, Kansas State. 22, Utah. 23, Oklahoma State. 24, Tulane. At 9-1. and one. Are they the only G5 team on this? Yeah, they're yep. the only G5 team. Tulane is the only ranked G5. Yeah, and then Kansas well, J- is somehow. JMU should be ranked, but they're not yeah. in the playoff rankings because yeah. they are no uneligible. Yeah, JMU would definitely be 25 over Kansas for sure. Or maybe even 24 over Tulane and then Tulane on 25. They're undefeated, so. I mean, Liberty, um, Liberty honestly, first of all, they need to kick Tennessee out of the rankings. Why is Tennessee <laughs> ranked? Why is yeah, Iowa ranked that high? Yeah, I don't know. They need to put replace them two teams with Liberty and I don't know somebody else. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, give me one second. My bad. I think you could put like a Toledo or a UNLV or one of those one of those one loss G five teams above a freaking. Stinker Iowa. I mean, I know Iowa only has two losses, but that team is just – they don't deserve anything. And Tennessee shouldn't be that high either. I mean, what is Tennessee's best win? Kentucky? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Tennessee's best win is UTSA. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be Georgia. No. I mean, your Florida yeah. Gators smack Tennessee. Yeah, you're right. But they're at home. It's it's Rocky Top. Georgia got to go on the road. Tennessee's going to come. Well, we're going to – let me not – we're going to talk about the game. But, um, but yeah, that is – that's that's the top 25. I agree with you for most of your takes. Um, But, yeah, all pretty much the same in the top four, top 10-ish where it actually matters. So That's that SEC bias, bro. They got freaking Tennessee ranked high. They trying to pump y'all up, man. <laughs> they trying to give Georgia another good win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They try to say, and oh, then when Georgia the spot, <laughs> once Georgia beats them, they'll get Tennessee out the paint. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. All right, let's get into these games, man. Um, got a couple big ones. Um, I wouldn't yes. say it's a super jam packed week, but I think it'll be a, a very good week of college football. I mean. We had a few of them earlier on in the year. We're like, yeah, this week might not be so good. And they were some of the best weeks of football that we had this year. So um, I don't want to sleep on any Saturday, especially uh, when we only have three regular season Saturdays left. So want to enjoy each and every one um, that we got because uh, February or January soon comes, unfortunately. So uh, that's why it's such a sick, sick thing. And like, I feel like basketball comes back so fast. Baseball, you play freaking 200 games. And then football, you play like three games and you have to wait nine months. Like a whole entire baby has to be born before you get to watch your team play again. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like when your team when your team is ass, like you really just have nothing but torture to look forward to for nine months. Once the summer gets around, it's you start to really feel it though. So it's not all too bad. And the off season is kind of filled with stuff on yeah. both levels, NFL and college. So it really isn't that bad. Yeah, this is why you should space out your your life your life uh, accomplishments. I guess like you brought a baby, a whole baby can be born. You should space <laughs> it out. 
you know, to make sure the baby is born in like May or June or something. So you got to look forward to in the summer and then you'll be happy about that. And that'll hold you over until football season. And you won't have to worry about any, um, any clashes of your, your son or daughter having a birthday while your team is playing and you having to (laughs) balance multiple. I mean, you're gonna have to do it anyway as a parent, but you know what I mean? All right. (laughs) <laughs> Let's get into these games, man. Let's we'll get through the top twenty-five games, and at the end, if we see any interesting matchups, we'll talk about that. Maybe talk a little G five as well. But let's start well, off. Um, you brought up Michigan Georgia and Tennessee. Yeah, we did bring it. We can start there. Yeah, Georgia I mean, and Tennessee. The two biggest games is Georgia, Tennessee, and then Oregon State and Washington. So, um, yeah, that's the game, right? And then Kansas State and Kansas play, but. Um, if Utah, Jason, Arizona, if Jason also Bean, play. If Jason Bean's not in there, it's not even yeah, worth. that game's nothing. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's 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 start with the number one team in the country, Georgia. We mentioned them earlier. They're on the road, traveling to Rocky Top. Um, the favorite by ten points. Um, I mean, after last week, it's kind of hard to really feel like Tennessee could really do anything dangerous. Uh, Missouri kind of just completely manhandled them. Now, Missouri yeah. is a pretty complete football team, and they were coming off of a of a tough loss against Georgia, so I'm sure they really wanted to kind of set the record straight, get a feel-good win, and get back on that on that track, and, and, and you really saw it on the field, but um, when, when you look at this game matchup-wise, and if you just kind of look at these teams without looking at their record, it still just really doesn't look good for Tennessee. I mean, Joe Millen is a quarterback that just has been super inconsistent throughout his whole entire career. Georgia's defense and their secondary in specific is one is one of the top in the country, if not the top in the country, um, and I think they're going to really give him issues uh, with the looks that they give him and coverage and things of that nature. And I just see him turning the ball over multiple times. Um, Tennessee wants to run the ball. Georgia has a, a pretty solid run defense. I'm not going to act like they can't be ran on, um, but and then when you flip the ball on the other side, it, we always feel like Georgia's offense can be stopped, but they just get, are getting better and better by the week. And I'm, I think that's like Carson Beck, to be honest. I think he's just getting better and better by the week. Yeah. And that just makes them more dangerous. Um, so uh, as long as he continues to improve and he doesn't take any steps backwards, um, I think he'll be fine. Now, this is going to be a crazy environment. I don't know. He's a, he's a junior, though, so he's been there. He hasn't played, but he's been at environments like this. Um but we'll see if that can affect Georgia at all. It usually affects everybody that goes to play at Tennessee because that's just a good stadium. But um, I don't know if it'll be enough <laughs> to get them to win. No, I don't really trust Tennessee to do anything spectacular. I think Georgia should win this one pretty comfortably. They got Brock Bowers back. Carson Beck is getting better right. and better every week, like you said. Like at some point, he's not even going to be a freshman um, or a new starter. What, what year is he? Is he a freshman? Oh, Carson Beck. No, Carson Beck. He's a bro. He's a junior. He's a true junior. Wait, he's been there for three years. He was in Anthony Richardson's class, bro. That's the whole story. He was was a Florida. He was about to commit to Florida, and then Kirby did some weirdo stuff and made him commit to Georgia. What? I thought he was a AR uh, instead. Wow, I thought he was a uh, at least a redshirt freshman. I thought it was in year two at the very least. Okay, so it was year three, but it'd be year three for him. Yeah, so he's getting better and better every week. Brock Bowers is back, like I said. Lab McConkey looks healthy. 
this team just seems like they're rolling, man. I don't really see anybody being this Georgia team besides maybe Alabama. But eh, they can be as, beat. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand on that. Well, I don't. Any, yeah, any I, of the I top think, teams can can. I think slap they, them in the they face. can be beat, but I I don't think it's that likely. I think the best chance for yeah. them to lose is Alabama, and Here's, yeah, like Tennessee. I don't know. Like we we, here, we know who Tennessee is sorry. at this point. Right. Go ahead, go ahead. right. I would say the difference to me is the coaching staff. I think Georgia by far has the best coaching staff in the entire country. Absolutely. Like, uh, they have the best players too, right? But they're but the best players, their players aren't as good this year as they have been in the past, and that is just a fact. Like they have great players still, and they have a lot of them too. Obviously, the depth is also what makes Georgia so great because one five star goes down, and they literally have three more at the same position. So that helps them. But their coaching staff, man, is just it's elite. It's just elite. So, um, yeah, I think. Any any team that doesn't have a staff that can match Kirby, doesn't have a head coach that can match Kirby, isn't going to stand a chance. So there's a few, but you're right. Kirby's a dog. He's a whole different. He's on a whole different level right now. Somebody got to be raised um, by Bane and come out the shadows. I know the perfect because... team. <laughs> I'm not. I know. I. I'm not even gonna say it though. I'm not even gonna say it. You're right though. He got. You could tell that he was. You could tell just by watching, just by watching um, all the redacted hype videos, and um, just the the way he talks in interviews and the way he talks in his press conferences. You could tell he's a Kirby disciple and that he he learned well. He learned a lot, but he also has his own kind of swag to him, and that's what really makes it dangerous. That. Once he gets back to the SEC, man, Georgia better be Georgia better be scared. That's all I gotta say. You're not gonna like that, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, Georgia, I think Georgia actually covers. The spread's kind of low. It's ten points. It's Georgia minus ten. I feel like it might be close at first. But Georgia will probably kind of step on the gas as the game progresses. Um, you mentioned the Washington-Oregon State game. That's at 7.30 p.m. on ABC, where Oregon State is actually a one-point favorite, according to ESPN bet. It moved to one. It was two and a half before. Okay. Yeah, no, it actually dropped to one. I didn't see the opening line. So, yeah, now it's down to one. So maybe the line moving back in Washington's favor just a bit, but still to see Oregon State favor just goes to show um, that Vegas has been seeing what we all have been seeing, and that's a struggling Washington team, a team that hasn't really put together a complete game since that Oregon win. It, it seems like they have had some serious hangover um, after that win. I mean, obviously you expect a little bit of that, um, but this is one where they have to be locked in from from start to finish. Um, because Oregon State will make them pay. We we mentioned them a little bit earlier, um, and I mentioned what DJU has been doing there with the offense and DJ Martinez and what that run game has done, but that defense is, is no slouch either. I think that's going to be one of the better defenses they see throughout the rest of the way. Obviously, they'll play Oregon again in the championship game, um, but, man, this really could be a toss-up. I'm, I'm If I had to bet on the game, I'd still put my money on Washington, but like not confidently. 
because I know Oregon State, they the fans are going to be out. It's going to be a good environment. It's not going to be an easy one. Yeah, I'm not that confident either. I do think Washington's going to win, but Oregon State is a different team at home. Just look at how they play at home versus away and all their stats. This one has the potential to get spooky. And I know Washington has everything ahead of them, so I do expect them to rise to the occasion. They did rise against Utah and Oregon. So I'm I'm pretty confident that they play well. And if they play well, I think if they play like a B-plus game or better, I think they win. But this definitely mm. has the potential to get spooky. Yeah. But I also don't trust Utah, Utah, Oregon State's offense. I just I don't I don't trust that they'll be able to score with Washington. But man, that defense for Washington can give up points. So Yeah. It definitely can we saw what Utah did them in the first half of last week. Yep. So and we know Oregon State's offense is definitely better than Utah's offense. Exactly. So yeah, this has potential yeah. to be to, to get spooky, but I don't know. Is this if you're you're a neutral party? So mm-hmm. if you're Oregon, do you want Washington to win or you want Oregon State to win? Because I know you you want to play a Washington that's undefeated in a Pac-12 title game, but at the same time, if Oregon State wins this game, it would be a top. They'll be ranked top ten when they play against Oregon. So mm-hmm. either way, you'll have another top ten win, but. I don't know. Yeah. Um these are these are both my rivals. So honestly, I, that kinda, I, I want both of them to lose. To lose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bengals and the Ravens are actually playing right now Thursday night football. And I'm not watching, but that's how I feel. I'm like, oh man, I hope whenever we get off of here, I turn on the game. I hope they're both like at negative three points or something. Um Exactly. But no, no, as a as a neutral party, I I I think it's a win win, to be honest. I don't think either situation sounds better or worse than the other. Um Obviously, the the committee takes Washington more serious than Oregon State, so that undefeated Washington win might hold some more weight. Right. Um, and it would be having in the, the extra title game. Right. Um, but having the extra top 10 win and then still playing uh, a top 10 Washington in the title game and still beating them would still probably go well over with the committee as well. So, like, like I don't think either result would go bad for you, to be honest. Um, me, like you said, they're both your rivals. Like I'm a sicko, right? So, not even not even thinking about the committee. I always want to play my rivals when they're at their best, just because I want to beat them at their best. So there's no excuses. So like, I would want Washington to be at their best, right? But Oregon State mm-hmm. is also your rival, so you'd want them to be at their best as well. But I guess it really depends on which one you value more. Personally, as a fan, you think. Like Washington would be more pressing right now, so yeah, I think it'll be a fun matchup though, and and this is my personal most anticipated matchup this weekend. Because yeah. all I the really, good games always are at the time Florida plays. Brad sucks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that that this this is going to be a crazy game, and I'm surprised that that Oregon State is actually favored. So that tells me something, man. I don't know. Yeah, it, it it could be weird. I think it'll be a close one. I think it's going to be a, a one-possession game, um, whichever way. 
Um, but like you said, I think if Washington plays a B-plus game, they should win. They're more talented. Um, they're, they're, Washington's legit, people. Like, Washington, they've, they've slouched a few weeks, but Washington on their best day can go toe-to-toe with pretty much any team it feels like. So um, we'll see how they show up on that day. Same with Oregon State. They're a good team. Um, let's keep it moving through some of these games, though. Uh, Michigan and Alabama both have cupcakes. Well, I guess Michigan, they play Maryland. I don't know if that's really a cupcake, but uh, let's it's talk about cupcake. them real quick. Let's talk, I wanted to talk about them real quick also because I just remembered um, Harbaugh did accept a three-game suspension, so he will miss the remainder of the regular season, I believe. I don't know if that keeps him out of the conference championship, but I know it keeps him out of the first. Um, the first. It keeps him out of the Ohio State uh, matchup. What is it, next week or the week after? Well, um, yeah, it will be not this game, but the game, the next game. Week 14, yeah. There's, uh, only, there's things, only two games left. weekend, I think, or something. There's yeah. only two games left. So how are they going to do against Maryland? They're on the road, favored by 19. They, they should win this, but without their head coach, that's always something to just keep an eye on. I think they'll be fine. I don't think Maryland is much of a threat, honestly. How do you feel about the punishment and just Harbaugh in general? I don't even know, man. I really don't. I don't really know what a punishment for this should be. Um, obviously, this is going to drag on into the off season, but I don't know. There's just we've never really seen anything like this in sports before, so I don't really have anything to go off of. Yeah, and I don't really know the significance of of their sign stealing. Like, did they know plays guys were going to run before they ran them or? Like what? What was the extent? We don't really know any of that, so I don't really know how they should be punished at this point. And I believe they mentioned the investigation is shutting down or something, so we may never know. Um, I, I don't have all the details, um, and this is something that we can always revisit and, and talk to when there's less actual football going on right now. Um, we just want to keep the focus really on. Um, the games that are being played, which is why we really haven't covered that whole situation much over the past weeks. If you guys are wondering, um, we, we're not ignoring it. We just want to focus on the actual games for now. They have the whole off season to talk about all the drama and all the words. And that's when it's talking season, right? Right now it's not talking season. Right now it's winning championship season. So let's stay focused on that and see if Michigan can stay focused on their championship aspirations. Uh, you think they cover 19 points? 19 points is a lot, but yes. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Bama, they played Chattanooga um, at home, so they're going to wash. Um, this one could – go ahead. I know. You, I, know what, I already what, know what kind of rant you're about to go on. Gonna, I hear no, you What go. were you going to say? This one could be what? What were you going to say? Louisville, Miami. Oh, that's what you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, Chattanooga is yeah. actually 7-3, and three, by the way, but – I know. I already know the rant you're about to go on, so go ahead and talk about the Chattanooga Alabama game. I'm not going to rant. I'm just going to say the SEC needs to stop with this BS in freaking November. Listen, first three weeks of the season, okay. We're almost at rivalry week, and you guys are playing against these freaking FCS teams and low G5 teams and all this other nonsense. What are we doing? 
What are we doing? I mean, I'll tell you what we're doing. If you really want to know the answer, you might not like the answer, but I could give you the answer. What's the answer? The answer is um, these guys just played Ole Miss, Mississippi State, A and M, Arkansas, Tennessee, no way LSU, you're and Kentucky. Mississippi State and A and M. I'm just saying they just played seven tough oh SEC games in a row. Oh they just played a lot of God. SEC games in a row. Oh that takes a toll God. on one's body. Sometimes oh my you need gosh. that Chattanooga game at the end of the season, you know, oh my to, God. to rest some of your starters. They only got to go out there for a, a quarter, and then you get You're the young guys some burn. Mississippi State, who just fired their coaches, taking a tough toll on the body. Bro, the game of football is physical, oh okay? My it doesn't God. matter. <laughs> the, the guys at the, on the line of scrimmage are banging every play, regardless. Tough toll on the body. Good, good game, blowout. Close game, good game, bad game. The guys on the line of scrimmage are hitting every single play. Somebody's getting smacked. So that takes a toll, man. Or you're smacking somebody. And that this also is taking take, a know? toll on my mental health having to watch these games. <laughs> you don't have to watch it, though. That's the thing. This is purely for the Bama sickos. I just want to watch the freshmen play a little bit and see what they can do um, after they've worked in a couple SEC games this year, see, where they, see how they progress. Like, this game is... There's use for this game. And Chattanooga, they get a nice little paycheck. The guys on Chattanooga get a chance to go to an SEC stadium, play against the guys at Bama. This is, this is it's a win, 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 win. Like, there's no there's no downfall to it besides Steph being bored on week 12. Like, bro, go watch Louisville-Miami instead. I might go to the game actually in person. I'm thinking about it. Mm. I think honestly, I think you should because what I might, what I'm going to tell you, might be some shocking information. Miami's favored. Oh, oh. <laughs> honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Miami won this game. Miami's actually favored. They're only favored by one point, so it's basically a toss-up, a pick'em game. A, a one-point favorite in, in gambling isn't a, really a favorite at all. But that just goes to show that Vegas does believe that this could be a very interesting game. Potentially a close game. Um, Louisville is a team that we saw earlier on in the year was definitely susceptible to the trap game. And I think this could also be another trap game kind of for Louisville. I don't know if Louisville is really in the position to look over a team like Miami, but obviously Miami is a team that um, in public eye doesn't have the best perception right now. Um, Louisville has a big rivalry with Kentucky. Um coming up the week after Miami's not a horrible team we just saw them only lose by seven points to Florida State I think the score was a little bit closer than the game actually was but I mean the score is the score the points that were scored were the points that were scored so um I think this could be it may be an interesting one I, I like I like Louisville man I think they should I hope they come out and dominate this game and they cruise to the to the ACC championship game at 11-1 but these next two are gonna we're gonna learn about Louisville for sure. Definitely, and I need I need the Cardinals to to win these games because I will be at the ACC title game. So I don't want to see Florida State play somebody that I don't think has a chance to beat them. Yeah, just it wouldn't be fun. I mean, a two loss Louisville, I guess, still could go give Florida State a run for their money, but it it would just feel so much bigger if. Stakes were, were that much bigger. So this will be a game I keep an eye on. I know Miami's going back to Tyler Van Dyke because Emery Williams, I think, wanted to break in his arm. I can't 
give you the exact injury that happened, but it was pretty gruesome. Um, and I know he is out for the season. So TBD is a turnover machine. I think if Louisville can just profit from those turnovers, um, they can maybe run away with this game. But if TBD can can keep this clean and get his playmakers the ball, I think the talent between these two teams will probably be pretty even. Crystal ball just, over wins quarterbacks. It's just I was gonna say, just do you trust Mario Cristobal in close games? No. Um, and the only thing and that the answer I, is no. Yeah. And the other thing too is that Miami has negative home field advantage. So exactly. <laughs> and that's, exactly that's so. kind of why I might not go because I know there's not going to be that many people Me. there. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's that's there's true. there's tickets for like ten, eleven dollars for this game. So. Yeah, but it might be worth it to go see Louisville. Yeah, but if you're gonna go see them anyways, then right into the yeah. But let's keep it moving though. There's still no guarantee no, that they that they get there. I that think they make it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. If they lose these next two, yeah, we'll see. Oh well, Kentucky's not ACC, yeah, so I guess this is their last ACC game. Yeah, they don't need that one. But yeah, let's keep running through these games. Uh, Rutgers they visit Penn State. Penn State looks to bounce back after that tough loss to Michigan last week. Rutgers with that tough loss to Iowa. Uh, there was a point in time where I thought Rutgers maybe could squabble with Penn State for a little bit. Maybe not beat them, but make it close. But, uh, no, I fully expect Penn State to cover the spread, unfortunately. Um, they have a pretty solid um, defense. Very solid. Very good defense, I should say. And Rutgers' offense wasn't able to move the ball at all versus Iowa. And I don't expect them to be able to move the ball at all versus Penn State. Penn State's offense while trash is still a little bit more competent than Iowa, not much. They just fired <laughs> their OC. So I'm not going to sit here and act like it's way better, but a little bit well, better than anybody Iowa. Anybody so is I, way better than Iowa, let's be clear. Yeah, so Iowa scored 22 on Rutgers. So uh, I'm assuming this is going to be a, 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 a not a pretty sight for, for my Scarlet Knights. But like we said, man, we achieved our goal way back in the Indiana game. That was a game we knew we had to win to go bowling. And, and and they did, and that's what Rutgers is right now as a program. Look to make that bowl game, incrementally recruit better, add to your staff, develop, and maybe maybe one day they'll have a, a wild year where they can upset Oregon in the Big Ten championship game. You never know. You couldn't even be mad at that, though. You couldn't be mad at that. Would you? Yes. What? You'd be mad if Rutgers beat Oregon in the yes. Big Ten Championship game? I would be heated. Bro, you are literally born and raised in Piscataway, New Jersey, bro. Yo. Graduated from Piscataway High School, bro. You like that's in your blood, dude. Like <laughs> how how? <laughs> like you didn't go to Oregon. Like what? I didn't go to Rutgers either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Actually, you do have no allegiance, so no zero. <laughs> yeah, that actually, that actually might make it worse. That it, that it's really your own. It really be your own. You know how much crap I would get from people if Rutgers beats Oregon in a football game. You know, you know how much crap I would give you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would be you would be one of those people. I would. My phone would, would be would. blowing up all day. <laughs> oh man, that would be a spectacle to see, though. Maybe it doesn't have to be Oregon. Oregon doesn't have to be the sacrifice. Maybe Rutgers can upset Washington. In yeah, the I'll pack, bet in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> Why you got to throw, throw us over there? Rutgers can beat Washington. Oh, man. Um, speaking of some Pac-12 uh, 
Utah is on the road. They travel to the desert, man. And we know how things get in the desert. Um, Arizona, they are a one-point favorite. Um, so expect a close game between both of these 7-3 and three Pac-12 teams. Uh, a tough defense for Noah Fafita to, to face, man. Utah, they're going to be prepared. They're going to have some film on him now that he's started uh, quite a bit of games for Arizona. But Arizona's looking good, man. They're They're talented on the outside. Good at running back. They play solid defense. I like Arizona in this one. It's I feel like it's gonna bite me in the butt. Uh choosing against Coach Winningham and, and Utah. Because it's just like every time you pick against those guys, they show up and they're because I know they're gonna be ready to play. But ah, it just feels like Arizona is really in the midst of a special season for them right now. And I don't want to see it end. I want to see them finish nine and three and, and go on to win whatever bowl game and they get put in. Yeah, so do I. And we know that Utah doesn't really have an offense with the pick from or a quarterback. So I think this game will be close and can go either way. But I'm rocking with the Wildcats, too. I'm not even going to lie. Let's do it. Um, 3.30 p.m. ESPN, UNC, they are on the road at Baby Death Valley at Clemson. Uh, Clemson is a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Um, there was a time a few weeks ago, man, Tyler from Spartanburg, he was applying that pressure and we were all sitting here like, is Clemson <laughs> going to go bowling? But here we are a few weeks later and Clemson has responded and they've been looking pretty good these past couple weeks. Um, obviously, um, last week was against Georgia Tech, who's been up and down, um, but a big one over Notre Dame a few weeks ago and another opportunity for a big one here against North Carolina, um, who's been up and down. I mean, that game against Duke last week was just absolutely wild. But um, what, do, what, what do you feel in, in this game? I, I'm I'm kind of leaning Clemson. I mean, they're favored by seven and a half. Um, I kind of like that. Um, UNC, like I mentioned, just they've just been up and down, and it's hard to go into Death Valley and win. Clemson has a very, very um, good environment. We saw Florida State almost go down when they tried to enter there earlier on this season. Um but if there is a guy to do it, it'll be Drake May. Um, he's going to go play in NFL stadiums and go play in super important games. So um, this is a, the perfect opportunity to show that he's prepared for those moments. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go for Clemson. I'm going to say that they just – they're running some momentum right now. There's a little bit of juice. Um, yeah, I think Dabo's going to win out, and then he's going to dip to Texas A&M. Whoa. Whoa. You're really on that train? No. I just thought it was like a, oh, okay. a fun fan fiction. <laughs> like, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but like why would he ever do that? Like Clemson is Clemson has everything AM has. So Yeah, and we'll get into the AM topic a little later, but I yeah. think you can trust Clemson to be who they are. I can't trust right. North Carolina, especially on the road. I mean, they were in a dogfight with Duke at home with a third string quarterback. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to pick Clemson, too, to win this game. Yeah. You Clemson fans, y'all not appreciative enough. Y'all need to appreciate Dabo. <laughs> definitely. Definitely, because <laughs> if he's gone. Because I always I always tell people, I have this thing with Mike Tomlin, too. And I don't think Dabo's on Mike Tomlin's level. Let me let me not. Let me preface that. Obviously, Mike Tomlin's a legendary coach at, a, at the highest level there is. But I always tell people that want to, like, Fire my time, fire my time, and the Steelers are so mediocre. Like that's that's true. The Steelers have been mid AF for like ten years. Like I get it, 
and Mike Tomlin has been the head coach for the whole time. But if we fire Mike Tomlin, I can guarantee you he has a job 30 minutes later, like not even within the hour. And Dabo Swinney is another one of those guys where if Clemson were to fire him, if he were to leave Clemson, they would realize how fast somebody else will win yep. and come scoop him as, as the head coach. And then when he would actually find success at that place, they would realize how idiotic they were to let him go. So yep. sometimes when you have a, a head coach that has already shown that they can do it, you you just give you just let them let them do what they do, man. Like you're some years are going to be like this. It sucks. Like I said, the Steelers have sucked for a decade, so I understand the frustration with Mike Tomlin. But I mean, Clemson has been competitive. Like, there's no reason to punt on Dabo so early and run him out of town because you guys went eight and four, seven and five. Like, let's be real. Um. Ohio State, they host Minnesota in a game that they should handle, favored by 27 and a half, as Oregon travels to Arizona State. Steph, you always say, the desert is a very dangerous place when it comes to Pac-12 football. It gets real weird when games take place. Thankfully, this game is at 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, which is 1 p.m. Pacific, so... It's no Pac-12 after dark on top of it being in the desert, but um, how are you feeling about this game? Oregon favored by 23.5. You got them to cover? Yes. Arizona State is just cool. a depleted roster. Yeah. I think, I think as long as we come out there and we do what we're supposed to do, we should be fine, and hopefully we can get some backups and freshmen in there in the second half. Um, you know, we've seen under Coach Lanning that this team doesn't really have – the stinkers that we that we used to have in the past under other coaching staffs, um, I think they just do a good job of, of really getting the guys up to play and, and keeping them motivated and, and keeping their goals on their mind because, I mean, look, at the end of the day, these are 18- and 22-year-olds for the most part. They're really young people. It's hard to, to get, get people to play well for – 10, 11, 12, even, and more weeks out of the year. So, you know, you, it's, it's just normal for, for people that young to have, to look ahead when they think they can just, just run through a bad team and things like that. And then that's when you have situations like when we lost to Stanford or when we lost to Arizona State, I think, in 2019 and things like that. So I don't I don't really see that happening under this staff. Um, they've been They've been pretty good and – even though we lost the game this year, it wasn't it wasn't a stinker that was due to a lot of coaching decisions. So, yeah, I think I think we'll be fine in this game. Yeah, I agree. I I, I like you guys to cover. Um, like you mentioned, Arizona State is just depleted. A lot of injuries. Got guys getting ready to go for the transfer portal. Um, I hope Scatterbrook is the transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah, I want him on the Ducks roster. Let's pipeline, go. Pipeline, Arizona State to Oregon pipeline. Let's now go. that Billy's there. <laughs> Let's go. Taking all their talent. Honestly, yeah, that's crazy. If you're at Arizona State, you probably shouldn't hit that transfer portal because they're they're gonna be a solid team next year in the Big Twelve. North Alabama, they travel to play Florida State. So Florida State, they're on a cupcake this week over on the CW Network. 
I'm glad this game is on that channel. This game deserves to be on that channel. Um, so Florida State, they're on a cupcake game this week. Mentioned the Kansas-Kansas State game earlier. It really just depends on Jason Bean and his health. I know he had a head injury. Was it a concussion or I have no idea. something else? Okay. Yeah, so we'll see how he is, if he's going to come back and play. I think that really just is going to determine how this game goes. Even if he is going to play, is he 100%? Is he the same quarterback that he usually is? Okay. It kind of feels right to favor Kansas State in that one. Um, and then Florida, they travel to Missouri at 7.30 on ESPN. Missouri's favored by 11 points. That spread is a little bit low, which makes me feel like Missouri might just cover. I feel like Missouri can win this game probably by like two touchdowns. Right now, Florida's defense, we we just can't stop a nosebleed. Um, Missouri has two of the best playmakers in the entire country with Luther Burden and Cody Schrader. They also have a top quarterback in the SEC with Brady Cook. Um, their defense is just as good. And offense is where Florida has made most of our money this year. So I'll, if we're not going to be able to score 35 points against Missouri like we did against LSU, then I'm not sure we're going to really be able to stay in this game. So supposedly Missouri's run defense isn't all that great, but Florida's run offense hasn't been what we – imagined hoped or expected it to be this year um obviously uh etn and montrell um johnson are both very good running backs so at any moment they can take over a game but um it just hasn't been consistent enough so it's hard for me to even imagine florida covers this game like i said i think if florida is going to get bowl eligible and get one of these last wins i do think it's going to be the florida state game because we're at home. That's a rivalry that we always get up for. Um, the Missouri game, even when we're even when the flip, even when the script is flipped, and Florida is a ninth ranked team in the country, and we have to it's just traveling to Missouri, man. It's Central Standard Time, so noon kickoff is actually eleven a.m. seven seven thirty is actually six, so it's like an hour difference. It's cold. I think it's going to be like forty degrees or thirty five degrees when the game kicks off. You're or a, a whole bunch of Florida boys right now. You're making a no, lot this, of this is this is really what happens if you go back and look at the F- Florida versus Missouri matchup over the years. You'll see Missouri wins a lot, even when Florida's the higher ranked team. It's just Florida making just doesn't. Pieces. It's just not. It's just not. It's just you one know, of those places is, for Florida. This is why. Uh, you know, this is why the SEC teams don't want to go up to Michigan. Don't want to go up to these colder places in November and in, in December. Because y'all know y'all will get y'all much whooped. They had issues in Utah after the game. Um, they didn't. Our coaches and players didn't try to make it a spectacle or an excuse, but the reporters were talking about it, and the message boards were talking about it. The players did did experience some of that. Because um, I know Utah and the elevation difference and all that—it's harder that to was breathe. In the air, the air is thinner. That was in August. I'm Imagine st- that in December. Oh, I'm I'm already knowing. So that's going to happen in the twelve team playoff. I hope you know that. I I do. So it's definitely something that these southern teams need to get ready to learn and adapt for because mm-hmm. it's a real thing. And like I said, if you look back at the past, Florida has always struggled to play in Missouri because it's just always in November. So it's always a cold game when we go there, and it's a boring city. Quite, it's just it's just not a it's just a hard place to play. Um. <laughs> I don't know why. For Florida, at least. No one else goes in there and struggles, but the Gators are just a funny team. So 
we struggle with Missouri. But we'll see. Maybe we we finish seven and five, and then we went out or something. Or maybe we beat Missouri this week and lose to. I wanted to ask you if you think the Gators are going bowling. No, no, I don't think we're going bowling. No, when we lost to Arkansas, that the bowling dream died. Dude, I shouldn't have lost the game, man. Yeah. So two weeks ago, I knew we weren't going bowling, but I mean, hey. So how do you feel about Coach Napier? You think? You think? Do we, I mean, all right, personally, I mean, do you want him, and do you think that he lasts two years from now? Um, I don't not want him, but I don't want him. Um, <laughs> I mean, last year we went six and seven. Year one, that's a throughout year in my mind. Um, although a lot of people don't like that because people do find success in year one, and I agree, it's not impossible to find success in year one but I'm not going to hold it against a coach that doesn't, especially knowing the state of uh, the program of Florida that Dan Mullen left it in. Um, We definitely needed a whole entire culture shift within that program. So I credit a lot of that to year one and and why we went six and seven. This year is looking like a regression, right? We're going to go five and seven, Uh, same amount of losses, I guess, but one less win. But he has improved and recruiting drastically. Now, obviously, will that class stay together? Right now, we've lost like three or four recruits so far. Still a top five class. Um, and obviously, there's still time until early signing day and until national signing days. And Billy Napier has shown that out of all the phases of coaching so far, recruiting is definitely his for- his best. Um, so um he does still have an opportunity to spin the block, and, and we can still finish with a top three, a top five class. And I think if he does that, that'll buy him the two more years. Um, I think if the class falls apart and we finish like eight, nine, ten, or outside the top ten, it will not be looking good for him unless next year he winds up winning like ten games or something, eleven games. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I, Offense has improved, and that was my biggest criticism against him because he wants to be the offensive coordinator, and our offense was trash. Offense has kind of carried us this year, even though we're 5-5, five and five, so it really hasn't done a great job. But, I mean, just based on having Graham Mertz at quarterback, he's been playing great. So to see what he's done, with, like he's actually made Graham Mertz a pretty decent quarterback playing SEC football. So um, that kind of gives me hope that when we actually get a real quarterback, DJ Lagway in, by his second year, We'll be ready to go. Is DJ Lagway so, going to stay committed? We'll see. I mean, he he seems like he is all Gator. I mean, last night he was tweeting Gator emojis. I mean, he's a kid, right? Recruiting. These guys are kids, so <clears throat> it could change overnight. They're 17. These are important decisions, so I don't even mind if it changes overnight if, if he feels like that is his best decision for him. But um, it does seem like he's going to stick for sure. And like I said um, – if we, if we get another if we get another win, like Billy was selling to the recruits. The recruits knew that this is the kind of season we had. It wasn't like they expected us to go out here and win nine or ten games. Like our win total before the year was five and a half games. So like this is what Vegas said we would be, and this is kind of where we are right now. So like this isn't a surprise to anybody, but I do think if it ends uglier than prettier, it could get ugly. <laughs> yeah. So We'll see. Um, I don't hate Napier. Obviously, he has things he can work on. He seems like a good guy that I like about him. 
Um, and he seems to be, like I mentioned before, I feel like he could be a solid CEO style coach. Um, kind of like how Urban Meyer was for us. You know, he's not going to call any plays directly um, when it comes to on the field or during the game, but obviously he helps with the scheme, the game plan, and he just manages everything as well as focuses on recruiting and just keeping the culture of the program where it needs to be to win a championship. Nick Saban, another CEO style coach. I mean, I know he was a defensive mind for a long time, so I'm sure he called some defensive plays once upon a time, but, or even now, I don't know what Nick Saban does specifically, but it does seem like Nick Saban is that style coach as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. Um, close out the show though um wake for or notre dame they're at home against wake forest favored by 24 and a half um texas they're on the road to iowa state hey. uh, they're favored by seven and a half points that one could get weird talk- too yeah i was gonna say talk to me about that game that's gonna be on 8 p.m on fox that could be a weird one they have quinn over back so i think that definitely is a saving grace um, I mean, Iowa State is Iowa similar State, to like they're a good team. It's similar to the desert, man. It's just a weird place. Is the game at night? I think the game's at night. Yeah, it's at it's at eight p.m. Yeah, this might get ugly. I guess Iowa State is still technically playing for a chance to win to to play in the Big they Twelve are, Championship game. So yeah, so this is a big one for them. Man, Texas better bring the A game. That's all I gotta say. For sure. All right, let's look through some. G5, we saw Toledo with a crazy comeback last night over Bowling Green and that amazing rivalry. They won that 32-31. to 31. Um, I know you're watching that game. Um, how was Toledo looking? Because that was a close call. Yeah. That one, they were down 28-10 in the third quarter, and they, came, they ended up coming back and winning. So shout out to Toledo. They only lost. Their only loss is against Illinois on a walk-off field goal. So, you know, they're similar to uh, I forget what other G five team has one loss. Oh, uh, Tulane in that they only have one loss against a Power Five team. So I think Toledo should be the favorite to win the MAC at this point. It, it looks like it's going to come down to them in uh, Miami, Ohio. But yeah. in their division, Toledo was clearly ahead. I think they could they could have lost, and they were still ahead by two games. So, but I'm definitely looking at Toledo to win the MAC. I think they're the best team in that conference. Yeah, um, Miami Ohio won last uh, last night as well. Wednesday night, I should say, twenty three to ten over Buffalo. Um, right now, Boston College and Pitt are locked in some action. Pitt leads that 17 to 13. So that's a little bit of an upset alert. Boston College, they've been looking decent so far throughout the ACC. Um, Pitt has that one big win over Louisville, but right now they're looking to get another big win over Boston College. Yeah, Boston, tomorrow. Boston College and Virginia Tech have both, um, I think, quietly. But yeah, put together some solid yeah, seasons. For sure. Um, tomorrow we have your UTSA Road Runners at home. Favored by 16 points against USF, uh, the Mighty Bulls. Um, how are you feeling about that one? South Florida is not a great team. Their record is 5-5. Five and five. UTSA has been rolling since they got Frank Harris back healthy. They're still undefeated in conference with everything in front of them. 
I think the Road Runners will be running in the Alamo Dome on Friday. I think so. Then we got some Pac-12 after Dark Friday Night Edition. And this could be a funny game. This could be a, a wacky game. We got Colorado on the road to Washington State. Two teams that are trending in the wrong direction. Um, two teams that have only one conference win and are looking for their second conference win. Washington State is favored by four points. Uh, can Colorado go on the road and get it done? I know Pullman's a tough place to play, man. But will it be as as rocking and as jumping as it would have been uh, a few weeks ago when Washington State actually was having a decent season? Yeah, I think these are two bad teams. I don't really feel yeah. confident in making a pick here. <laughs> I feel you like to, bro. I feel like I should pick Wazoo because they're going to be at home, but I just can't trust. I can't trust them because I think the players have quit. They don't know what their schedule is going to be next year. They don't know if their coach is going to be there next year. It looks like those players are more focused on hitting the portal than winning these last two games. And Colorado is just a bad team. So I don't really trust them to win this game either, especially when you're bad up front. I just I can't trust that at all. So I'm going to pick Wazoo at home. But this is not confident. This is probably the least confident pick I've ever made. Yeah, you know who I'm rocking with, Florida Buffaloes. Let's go Colorado. Let's go Dion. Let's go Shador Steeler, future Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback. They getting it done. And then they're going to win week 12 over – I don't even know who they played in last week, but they're going to get bowl eligible. They're going to do it. They're going to sneak it in. Let's go. But um, <laughs> we mentioned the American Conference earlier, talking about UTSA. It's a big, big matchup there um, with some huge implications on the standings. And that one with um, um, SMU traveling to Memphis – both of these teams sit at eight and two. SMU has a slight advantage as they also are undefeated in conference play, while Memphis does currently have one loss in conference play. So they're on the outside um, looking at Tulane, SMU, and UTSA. But they have the chance to kind of ruin SMU season a little bit and knock them down a peg um, by handing them their first loss. Um, this is a big game, man, between both of these teams. I know SMU is leaving this conference, so I know they want to go out with a bang as well. Um, SMU's favored by eight and a half points on the road. Um, what you like in here? I think I'm going to go with SMU, but Memphis has a chance to completely blow this whole thing up. Yeah, that would um, that would make the American get a lot more interesting with UTSA and. Um, um, Tulane being the only uh, left undefeated teams at that point, if that were to happen. So yep. we'll keep an eye on that to see how that affects the conference for sure. Uh, Liberty, they're 10-0. Their quest to go undefeated. They got UMass this week. They're favored by 27.5 points. They're at home as well. Yeah, so Jesus. they should roll, but um, we shall see. Um, James Madison... Um, they are at home this week against App State, where JMU is favored by nine points. App State's one of those programs. They 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 field a good football team pretty much every year. This is going to be a tough game for James Madison. They're definitely going to have to come out and play one of their better games if they want to 
secure this win and take that one step closer to their undefeated season. Um, what other G5 action do we got here that's noticeable? Um, I see some Pac-12 action between UCLA and USC over on ABC at 3.30. This could be an interesting game. I know Chip Kelly, there's been revelings of him potentially being fired. Um, thoughts on that, by the way? That seemed kind of random. I know UCLA maybe underachieved a little bit this year, but... Um, yeah, honestly, I think that I think that college football passed Chip Kelly by, honestly, because I, I'm hearing that their NIL is lacking at UCLA, that, right, that right, right. he doesn't really mesh well with the boosters or anything like that. And when you combine Damn that, rolling. yeah, when you combine that with a, a pretty underwhelming season, especially when they played that super weak schedule, right? I mean. I don't know, man. Honestly, I think his entire tenure at UCLA has been pretty underwhelming. I think they've had a few eight or nine win seasons, but I don't know. I, I think, I, but at, at the same time, I think that was a little bit of unnecessary hype for some reason. I don't know if you were privy to this, but among the Pac-12 fans, it seemed like they always wanted to hype UCLA as this team that was somehow going to win the conference, and everybody thought that DTR was like this savior like Jesus quarterback or something. I don't know what they were watching, but I don't know. And and I just, I guess they just expected that this team would would be a constant contender. I never really thought that, but I guess the entire I guess like I said before, his entire tenure at UCLA has been pretty underwhelming. And I think this was a year where like Louisville, they played such a weak schedule and they should be in the running for the conference title game at this point. There's really no excuse, so I don't. I don't really know. Um, I know they've had, they've had quarterback injuries, but that whole deal with him playing Dante more than not playing him, and I don't know. Can you just pick a quarterback and roll with the quarterback? Like, I I just I don't get it. But I didn't really expect this to happen. But at the same time. I feel like it's it's sort of now or never, but the timing is weird because they are going to the Big Ten. So I don't really know. I guess they think they could get a coach that could lead them in the right direction when they go to this new conference. But my question is, does UCLA really want to win in football? Do they want to put their resources towards the football program and do what it takes to get better players and win because it only gets harder from here. This week schedule that you had is not happening ever again. Yeah, I mean, it, it does feel like it was a missed opportunity. And, you know, sometimes just places don't mesh, like people in places don't mesh well. And it does, it just never saw, felt right seeing Chip Kelly in that UCLA blue. Like it yeah, just, it, it really, just, it was just, just could never work. It was just weird. Yeah. And, and it, it's just a new era. Like, I think Chip was perfect for the BCS era, especially at the time. Um, they were able to exploit a bunch of things that were going on when he was at Oregon. And you didn't have to play the NIO game, really. Like, you could just, just coach. And, and he could get away with not really wanting to recruit as much, especially being in the Pac-12. And when you have such an innovative offense, you can kind of mask that. But, 
Now you just can't. You either have to recruit. You have to you have to play the NIL game. You have to use the portal. I know he uses the portal, but it's all those things. Like you're seeing the same thing with Dabo, I think. Until he wants to use NIL in the portal, Clemson's always going to be behind. You're literally playing this game with one hand tied behind your back. So, yeah, like I, I, don't, I don't really know what's next for Chip. I don't really see him being a coordinator or anything like that as much as I think it would be good. But, yeah. I just think that this UCLA thing was never really right from the get-go. And I don't know. I don't really know about UCLA. But maybe Dante Moore. And they win this game? I don't know. Probably not. I'm not really confident. I like USC in this one. Yeah, I'm not really confident. I'm going to pick USC. Yeah. yeah. I think Caleb Williams might tear the ass up. I'm not going to lie. This might be – this might get ugly. Yeah. Maybe – um. Maybe Dante Moore will uh, hit the portal. Yep. Maybe. I know you guys could use a quarterback next year, so. Exactly. We'll see. Um, sneaky, sneaky good game. Some ACC action. NC State, they're on the road over taking on Virginia Tech. Two teams, like you mentioned, that have quietly put together a nice season. Both teams are 4-2 and two in their conference, so. Um, have been pretty competitive within the ACC. Um, that's over on ACC Network at 3.30 p.m., so should be an interesting game there. And then a potential preview of the Mountain West Championship between UNLV and Air Force as um, the Rebels travel to take on um, Air Force at Falcon Stadium. Um, Air Force is a three-point favorite over UNLV. Now, I know... Um, Fresno State, I think, is still technically still alive um, for the Mountain West Conference um, championship game berth. Um, I don't know which team they would need to win or lose, but it is going to be interesting to see how the results of this game um, shapes up that last little race for the Mountain West championship game. That's been a pretty interesting conference this year. Thanks. Um, what we got going on for Pac-12 after dark? Real quick, um, we got a a bowling game between Nebraska and Wisconsin. Both teams with five wins. It feels like every week Nebraska has been sitting and fighting against another team with five wins, trying to get that that sixth. Yeah. And then every week it has escaped them. Um, they're on the road against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a five and a half point favorite. I mean, maybe this is the week they get it done. Wisconsin isn't the greatest team this year, but I don't know. What, what do you think? You think they do it? I kind of hope so. Yeah, that would be nice. Either way, one of these teams is going to go bowling in year one with their new coach. Right. So, it's a successful season for one of these guys. Yep. Um, another bowling game. Uh, we got Syracuse for Georgia Tech. These teams aren't really in the same situation as the last two teams that we mentioned, but both are 5-5, five and five, so the winner of this game will be bowl eligible. Um, no Pac-12 after dark, actually. We get some Mountain West after dark. We have New Mexico versus Fresno State and San Diego State versus San Jose State to kind of wrap up the night on Saturday. But, yeah, that'll do it pretty much for our slate of games. Um, covered it all about an hour 15. Talked about... Um, College football playoff poll as well, so thought we did pretty good, man. 
if you guys are still rocking with us this far into the episode, uh, we appreciate it. Um, if you only listen to us for 30 seconds, we appreciate it. Um, we'd also appreciate if you guys subscribed on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Um, leave us a thumbs up, a like, a five-star rating, and a review. Um, just really helps us grow in the algorithm and all that. Also, follow our Instagram at the Pigskin Live. Um, got a new admin who's been super active recently, so salute to him. Um, yeah, so Raul. Definitely go interact with <laughs> facts, facts. Shout out to Raul. Um, so definitely go interact with that. Comment on our posts, like our posts, share our posts, DM us. Um, we always we always talk about building this community, and that's what we're here for. We're trying to build a community where you guys can come and just talk about college football, get your college football fix, um, and just enjoy the sport that we love. Um, Steph, anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Is Florida a better job than Texas A&M? Um, Florida has to compete with Florida State and Miami and State for recruits as well as Georgia, but I guess Texas also has to deal with and um, Texas A&M has to deal with Texas um, and TCU and Oklahoma, Oklahoma. So I'll put it like this. There, I, I don't think there's any one best job. I like them in tiers, right? Like I would say they're both tier one jobs. I think both of those schools will give you all the resources that you need. Like there's nothing that Georgia has that Florida doesn't have. There's nothing that Georgia has that Texas A&M doesn't have. Like they can all get the same things. It's just Georgia has the right right now, obviously the right, the right staff, all the, the best players. But when it comes to resources, money, um, alumni backing, facilities, um, budget, NIL, location, um, what league they play in, I think they're all tier one. It really just depends on the actual coach that, that goes to the job. So um, it, it would be hard to say which one's better than the other, but I want to be mad going either way. I'll, I'll tell you this. If you put two rabbit, if you put a rabbit A&M fan and a rabbit Florida Gator fan and you ask them that question, they might get into a fist fight. So that, <laughs> I feel like that is a pretty compelling argument. It is pretty close, but it can go either way. What about you? Yeah, I think I pretty much agree with everything you said. It's just about hiring yeah. the right guy. I agree. I do think that this A and M hire could potentially be one of the most important hires. It's probably the most important hire in their history, but it could be one of the most important hires, like in the in the country going forward. For sure. I mean, if they they get the right guy and they really establish themselves as another powerhouse, I mean, and, and that's another thing you could take into that argument. Um, the talent that Texas has compared to the talent that Florida has. Um, Florida, obviously, and Texas, two of the top states uh, in producing uh, high school talent and even NFL talent. If you look at a lot of guys that are playing in the NFL, a lot of the guys are from Florida and and, um, Texas. So um, those are two recruiting hotbeds. So I guess depending on which one you prefer, you could say one has the advantage over the other. I guess Texas is the bigger state, so maybe they have the slight advantage, but yeah, I think it's the coach, and it'll be important, man. Like you, like you mentioned, uh, I know they mentioned like Dan Campbell from the NFL and stuff, and that just goes to show, like, obviously Dan Campbell is not going to leave the NFL, and I don't think many NFL coaches will leave their job to go coach A and M. 
unless you're the coach of like the Panthers or something and you've only been there for a year. But um, yeah, no, I, I there, it's definitely going to be a big fish. I'll tell you that. I, I, I don't know if A&M, A&M doesn't really strike me to go as like an up and comer kind of coach. I go take a G5 coach or like a, a lower power five level coach. I think they're definitely going to go find somebody's coach is getting snatched is basically what know, I'm saying. Man. I don't know, man. I don't know whose coach is going to be, but somebody's coach is definitely getting taken. Honestly. And of course, every time when there's a, a job opening like this, all the reporters put out all the lists or whatever. Uh, part of me feels like it's going to be Mike Elko or Jeff trailer. But part of me also feels like it's going to be somebody that nobody really expects. Yeah, I agree with that. Whoever are on, like, if you see a list that says, like, top betting odds, whoever's going to be on that list right now is not going to be well, the yeah, coach. Yeah, no. Whoever's at the top Those of that list odds, is not No, gonna... I wouldn't even yeah. pay attention to that at all. Um, the, the, the uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, they the, have, the firing just they have no idea. too soon. They have no idea who exactly. the coach is going exactly. to be. Exactly. I do think they'll move pretty fast. I do think they have like a a rough idea of a group of coaches that they want to go after. Oh, if you didn't have that, you wouldn't you wouldn't make the the move to fire your coach yet. But I do agree. Like it's a it's a little it's a little too fast. But I, I agree with your statement, man. This will be an important this will definitely make shockwaves in college football, um, no matter what the move is. Um a lot of us are hoping that it continues to fail because no need for another powerhouse. That's not my team. Um but hey, more more good college football. I can't complain, right? Thanks. Anything else? Any um, other topics you want to get into? I think that's it, man. Yeah. Yep. All right. Then uh, we will be back early next week or Sunday night, depending on how our schedule. Actually, I think it might be off Sunday, so we might be able to record Sunday night. First time in a while that we've done that. I'll let you know depending on that, but. Um, yeah, make sure you guys tune in um, to our recap episode, reaction episode that'll go live early next week. And then we'll be back for our week 12 preview uh, later on next week. Just continuing on along with college football. We'll be here throughout the rest of the season, throughout the playoffs, both season and throughout the entire offseason leading up until the 2024 kickoff. Make sure you follow us individually. Follow Steph over on Instagram and Twitter at SiopaSP. Um S T Y O P A S P. Follow me um, at Swank Soul S W A N K S zero L E. Um, tweet at us, get at us. Appreciate the love. And until next time, go Gators. Peace.